Hello, 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 Dean. Welcome to the show, mate. Thanks very much for having me, Ash. Very excited. I've finally been able to drag you on here and... Kicking and screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Very much so, kicking and screaming. But you are here. Dean, for people who who don't know who you are, just to kind of just give some context, because I'd like to just, before we go into the questions of where we're going to take the interview, just give us a bit of a background as to who you are um, and, you know, just a very short background, who you are, how you got into the industry um, and what you do, really. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously I'm Dean. Uh, I own DJB Mortgages. Well, I theoretically can't say own DJB Mortgages anymore because I am at Just Mortgages. So I'm the principal of DJB Mortgages <laughs> uh, under JM. Um, how I got into the industry, uh, I have been in finance since I was 18. Um, so back in the day, started at Alliance and Leicester and I've just worked myself up from the tills, doing exams in banks um, and I've ended up here at my own brokerage, really. So, yeah, that's how I've got to where I am today. So you've done, yeah, so you've been in the industry for quite a while then. Yes, yeah, so I've been in it, so I'd have been 2008-ish is when I started. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a uh, young person from then moving through it, and, and I've just done pretty much every role possible from sitting on the counter when I first started, personal banking, savings advisor, non-investment advice when that was kind of a big thing, but then it stopped um, and then decided to go down the mortgage route, which is when I then left the banks and went and worked at Countrywide. Um, then after working at Countrywide for a while, decided to say, go self-employed and, and start my own thing. How did you find going self-employed? Was that something that when you when you first made that shift, you know, from countrywide to self-employed, was that something that you found scary? Was it something that you were like... It was scary. Uh, yeah. Wife, three kids. So it was a big jump to kind of make. And yeah, very, very scary. Um, I probably done it at the right time, but when it kind of first happened, didn't feel like it was the right time. So I went self-employed December 2019. Um Ooh. And then obviously March, April time, it was like housing market is shutting down. And I was like, oh, my God, I could have been quite comfortable, furloughed at home, sunbathing theoretically in that glorious <laughs> weather that we had through 2019. But um, luckily enough is where all the big corporate companies kind of furloughed everyone. Banks pretty much furloughed as much, most people as possible. It left pretty much most of the smaller brokerages around that it actually allowed me to pick up a lot of business through those two years of covid um as i say we had that very big boom during covid and yeah it kind of helped me a lot so um look back on it now it was probably the best thing i've ever done so you don't regret i was going to say how have you how have you found it now like do you, would you ever go back employed do you think or is no matter how like difficult it? it gets ash i'll never go back to the corporate world um <laughs> I, I am happy being my own boss you get the kind of work lifestyle balance um, so yeah, is is no matter how tough it gets, I think I would always grit battle through to to ensure that I can stay successful in what I'm trying to do. Really, you get to be able to play golf once a week as well. Well, if the wife lets me, yeah. Um, but yeah, try <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> I was I can't now see golf without thinking of you. That's such a strange thing, but it's become so synonymous with um with everything. I whenever I see golf, I'm like. Oh, yeah, Dean. Oh, yeah, Dean. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, loads of meetings I have that I tell her that, uh, yeah, go on all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so just speak me through, you know, you've, you've, you're on here because, um, you know, we've worked together in the past. You started ramping up content output um, 
you've tried to make content before you've done you are very yeah. good and people the reason why i bring this on is you, you come on here is anyone who knows this show will know who you are because you're the one i always say you're the one that got away i don't know if you ever hear me talk about this which is you're the yeah. guy that had you had um very good ability probably one of the best ability i'd i've worked with of people in regards to what you do and i always say that about you and um and just really bad timing of stuff happening in in your life and our lives that we had to stop working together and you um you have now seemed to come back and you've come back absolutely guns blazing on content. Um, so talk me through your thought process on content, kind of just as a general, because you've been talking with it for a while. Where is your, why did, why was it something you were interested in at the beginning? Why was that the case? So for, for me, when we initially started working together, it was very much that when I look at how the mortgage industry is going, I do feel that it's going to come even more social media driven in leads and things like that, especially when we're looking at at the moment. If you're putting out content and general bits of knowledge with the amount of questions that are being asked around mortgages at the moment, I feel more people are going to be searching these questions. So if you're not doing it, you know, unless you're known really well within the local area, you're just going to get your repeat kind of clients coming back. Um, and even in this, you know, it's, it's, they might be tied in for another two or three years. So it's general phone calls that you're getting and you're just doing a lot of work for nothing, essentially. So for me, towards the end of last year, when, you know, after the so-called mini budget that we had, things started to look like it was going to become a lot tougher throughout the next year or so, is I then got to that stage of going do you know what Dean if you don't get back on social media the business is actually just going to keep going backwards now one thing that we've spoken about because we do still keep in contact over yeah. messages and stuff like that is I'm not so much bothered about putting content out at the moment and getting people booked in for appointment straight away because I've now fully understood that I think when we first looked at it I thought if I do this for three four five months I'll start picking up traction because we were in that booming market. Yeah. But I think because we were in that booming market is what was happening for me is a lot of my business was just through referrals. So it kind of, in that period, I was like, do you know what? Social media isn't kind of getting me the leads, but I'm still getting a lot of referrals. Perhaps that's the way that the, the world is. Um, lo and behold, now it's getting <laughs> tougher. The referrals are dropping off. People aren't moving if people are looking to remortgage, it's mainly PT. So it's they're either going online because their lenders are getting there first and they don't want to pay you a fee, or they will just go back to their own broker. And because they're not really looking to compare the market, they're probably not going to go out and speak to other brokers. So it's that kind of initial relationship that they're keeping towards. So for me, it was like, I need to do something different to what everyone else is doing within my local area. Um, and that's why I've just kind of gone, right, I'm just going to pump out as literally i'm doing a video a day it doesn't matter if it's a saturday or sunday um i don't mind if i put it out at nine o'clock in the morning or i sit there after playing an evening round of golf thinking oh crap i've not done my video today i'll quickly do one at eight o'clock at night as long as i know that i've put one on that social media content i don't mind what time i've done it so i still think yeah if i put it on at morning it might get more traction because people are tending to wind down at eight nine o'clock but then i've seen that some of my videos that may have got a few more views are the ones that I've posted at night. So I think, well, it's probably staying in the algorithm somewhere and they'll, they'll come across it or something. But as I say, it's not so much about gaining the leads. It's just about 
nurturing clients that are going to potentially be out there that will ask questions. So if we're putting knowledge out there, they're more likely to potentially get in contact in the future. But for me, as I said to you previously, this is more about a digital business card. So if I'm being tagged in posts of, does anybody know a mortgage broker or advisor that I can speak to about my mortgage, is if I get tagged in it, I'll just respond, hi, been tagged. Here's my Facebook reels. Here's my Instagram reels or here's my TikTok reels. Jump on, have a look. If you want to chat to me, there's links there to get in touch. So it's it's kind of giving them something rather than just going book an appointment with me that all the other brokers in the area will do. I love it. I love it very much. It's, it's, it's a really great way of looking at it and it's quite an evolution. So one question I want to ask you is how do you get over the this kind of overwhelm and out of your own head and then start to just the output because the shift when we've worked together like and it was a while ago when we when we actually worked together it was quite a long time ago yeah um, I think it was 2020 2020 2020 yeah maybe yeah. 2021 or it was quite a long time ago it was def- yeah. it was like a whole different service and package and everything it was a very different time and um one of the, the 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 problems you constantly would have is that you would overthink it you would worry you would you you looked you felt you looked silly or you did like what everyone has and everyone will relate to this the the shift is like a full 180 when you started making content in january where like all of a sudden it was like you're everywhere and you're posting all the time so what can you talk me through that kind of evolution and that transition of what changed and what how did you feel before and how do you feel about it now i think what, yeah yeah i think what changed for me massively is the mentality of what I wanted to achieve from it, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Because when we initially started working together, is I came to you going, right, I want to be on YouTube. I want the videos to look crisp. I want it to look perfect. I want the lighting to look good. You know, is and, and they were longer formatted videos of five yeah. to 10 minutes. And I think that's where, when I was then going back, watching the videos and editing them, because you're watching it for such a longer period of time, I became more picky. And then I was looking at it going, oh, you look like an idiot. You sound like an idiot. Nobody likes what they look like on video or, you know, sound like on video. I'm looking at the camera now thinking, Christ, I've got a couple of chins there. So, it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, you're always looking at yourself going, oh, my God, I need to change that. And I think where I was doing longer form videos, I was being very critical. So when I've come back to it this time is I am literally being – I don't care what the videos look like. For me, if somebody wants to work with me, they don't care if it's a crisp video or it's a little bit clunky or I've done it in the car or I've done it at home or I'm walking along the road. As long as they're getting the knowledge out of it, then that's what they're there for, essentially. So, you know, I'll be in my golf gear. I'll be in a polo top. I'll be in a T-shirt. My clothes change. There's no continuity throughout any of the videos. One of the big things that I've done is so I can't be choosy. All of them are like 30 seconds or less. I think if I do it for a short period of time, when I'm editing it, I can't really be that choosy over a short period of time. Um, And because at the moment with the content of how I'm pumping it out there is I'm not at the stage of going, right, now I need to focus on YouTube. For me, it's just focusing on social media channels. So for that, I feel like I don't need to be cleanly edited. Now, yes, you know, when you are scrolling, you know, we were saying earlier on, Alex Kerr's videos look absolutely amazing at the moment on social media, probably spending a lot of time, but then he's repurposing that probably on YouTube. I don't have to worry about repurposing these 30 seconds. So I'm not feeling like I've got to be 
perfect and look like the YouTube sensation, theoretically. I've moved my mindset away from YouTube and just gone, right, hammer social media. I just wanted to quickly interrupt the show. I'm actually a big fan of Instagram and some of you will know this already. So if you are not following me on Instagram yet, please do. If you're a broker, follow me. It's at Ashborland. Drop me a direct message. Tell me that you like the show. I mean, even just screenshot this and tag me into a stories and I'll give you a shout out and I'll follow you back because I love Instagram. I love to see what you guys are up to. I love to um, share extra content on there that's not inside these podcasts. And I, I do a lot on Instagram. So go and check out the Instagram there at Ash Borland. The link again is in the show notes. Now let's get back into the podcast. That's a great way though of, of that that kind of shift is understanding what it is you need to do. I know I had a similar shift myself where um, I wanted to be a YouTuber. So I had this like kind of thing and instead the kind of evolution for myself very much with that happened where it was like, no, I just, I'm, I'm a marketing coach for mortgage brokers. And that means I'll probably only ever get 30, 40, 50 views. That's okay. Like it's a, like, that's, that's okay to do that. Don't compare yeah. myself to this thing and think it's going to work because they're not they're like apples and oranges. So I love that. I love that concept. So you talk about, you said mentioned editing. So what type of editing software are you using? What's your editing process look like? Is it light touch? Is it because your videos are quite edited? Um, and you're quite good at editing. That was one of the things we, we, you know, you're quite good on Canva. You were very good at using the software. That was the stuff when I was talking about you in, in references that you had all the skills. Um, you just couldn't get out your own bloody head. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and you obviously have done, which is wonderful to see. And I'm, and I'm proud and I'm really happy for you with that. And that's why you were here. Kept, and that's why I've dragged you kicking and screaming onto the show um, for that. But like, talk me through your editing process. What is that? Well, how does that work for you? So for me, I use three bits. I use CapCut to film it in. I then transfer that into captions. And then I'll use Canva to make a tile for it when it's posted on the front cover. I can't remember what they call it, yeah. but like the cover photo. Yeah, cover photo. That's, one. that's the three things. Um, and I will say I'll try and keep it as close to 30 seconds as possible. I fully understand that you're not going to get probably all of the information over 30 seconds. But if you can shorten it to get them an idea, if they want any more information, then that's probably when they'll make a comment or something. And then you can elaborate on the next 30 second video. So to me, that's sometimes going, well, actually, if they elaborate on this, that gives me another bit of content idea. Um, that was a thing that I used to really struggle with was content idea. For, but now I literally just Google something, scroll Facebook and see, you know, there's loads of mortgage groups out there. Scroll those, see if someone's asked a question, go, do you know what? I know the answer to that. I'll post a quick video on it, even if they've not yeah. asked me it, but it's a bit of content. It's Google, Facebook. One of my clients asks me a, a question in a, a meeting. I'll jot it down, do a quick video on it. So that's how I'm finding content as well um but yeah as in editing cap cut captions canva that simple and for me is when i film it is in cap cut you can obviously do bursts so yeah. you can do five stop it change the angle quietly quickly do another five and then when i'm editing it those sections i'll pinch in pinch out do a quick transfer and that's it I, you know i'll quickly trim it up a little bit if i've left a bit of a gap I'll trim it up, but then I'm just pinching in, pinching out, 
um, and then using animations to go on to the next bit. Sometimes if I'm feeling a bit arty, I might drop in a bit of be real over the top every now and then. I've stopped doing that at the moment because I found that that's when I was then getting, again, a little bit choosy because I was then going, does that be real really resonate with that kind of bit of information? And when you're using free stuff on the internet for be real and you're trying to find something that relates to interest rates most of the stuff doesn't really work that well you normally have to go into the paid subscriptions to start getting the decent be real realistically oh yeah no and it's an interesting one as well that you say about um like the, the the shift is a real tipping point of like how long it takes and it starts to like i feel with what you're saying there is like like I know a friend of mine who's a YouTuber called Nick Nimmin and Nick did a test. He's got, I think he's about 900,000 subscribers. He's quite successful. And he, I remember him saying this to us, like to us in this kind of group we're in, he was saying that you, there's a, there's a tipping point and he'd spend maybe, he was spending about 20 hours on the video, each, each video. And he said, and it's B-roll and all that stuff that you're saying, it was all of it. And he said, and he did this kind of experiment. He'd do a video a week and he would, he started removing things. So he was like, okay, can I and like you know? Let's take that thing out. Let's take that thing out. Let's take this thing out. And he said, "And where's the cutoff point where the clients and the people watching start to go? Oh, don't like this." And it was three and a half hours. So it's three and a half hours of editing. So the sixteen and a half hours or whatever it was of editing extra was vanity, really was complete vanity. And I think sometimes that's something that we we um, we all get stuck with, which I think yeah. is really interesting. You say if you identify and you go, oh, "I'm going to stop doing that because actually." it triggers the the kind of, oh, I don't know if that looks as good. And sometimes you, it's just a talking video and you're a mortgage broker. You're not a content creator. And I think that is the, the shift. That's the mindset that I've put myself into this time rather than when we first worked together was thinking, I'm doing social media. I want to do a bit of YouTube. I need to be a content creator because when you look at most of YouTube, it's nice, it's clean, it's crisp, but that's their living. You know, yeah. that's what they're doing on a day to day basis re- in real terms. So when it then kind of tried to feed into what I was doing, especially in the busy period that we were during those COVID periods, was I didn't have the time or I was being, as I said, too picky over it. Um, now, including the filming it, editing it, Canva, writing a description of it, posting it to all of the things, it's probably done within 15, 20 minutes. I was going to ask that question, how long does it take? Which is quite, I was going to say, I can't imagine it takes very long. <laughs> no, 15, 20 minutes if I'm being a bit picky. Um, but yeah, is if I can do it within 20 minutes, I'm really happy. But that, that 20 minutes would probably be if I started being a little bit picky towards B-reels and, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that, chucking bits over it. If I'm literally just doing a quick video, chucking it over into captions, doing a Canva mock-up, uh, yeah. 10, 15 minutes, something along those lines. Normally it's finding the question that I want to do. If I've not got, you know, I've got a little book or something that I'll write it in or on my phone. If I think, oh, I don't want to do that. It's sometimes quickly scrolling to find something to go, ah, I can do that quickly. That's normally the bit that I'll then go. I'm now getting out of my head as well because I was getting into a bit of a phase going, I've answered that. I've done a video on that. Now I'm getting to the point of going, well, yes, but you could probably answer it in a slightly different way. Like what documents do you need is you can do a different alternative to that. And actually, if you've posted that one, that one might have been a month ago. The likelihood of everybody seeing that one a month ago that's going to see that one is, is probably minimal. Um, yeah. So it doesn't I've now got into my mind. It doesn't matter if you're 
talking about the same thing consistently because the likelihood of the say the same person seeing that video and they'll probably forget that they've seen the video as well you mean realistically that that's all the stuff you're saying here is spot on because realistically you are um you should be repeating the same stuff yeah your clients are the same thing they have the same questions i actually am really strict with mine for my own content is i use ai and i get them to generate the most asked questions for mortgage market content marketing for mortgage brokers or social media for mortgage brokers and i get it to give me the most the top 100 most asked questions and then I do a rule, a bit like we say with this, I do a rule to myself, which is um, I have to go down the list and I have to answer every one of those questions on the list in the order that they are in. Yeah. And the reason I do that, and I say this to clients quite a lot, and I've said it is like, it stops me. And it sounds a little bit like what you were saying just then is I can go, the death of this stuff is I can look through it and go, oh, I don't really want to do that one though. I, I'll do, let's, which one do I want to do? And I'll scroll through the hundred and pick the ones I want. And actually it's not about me. It's about the brokers that need the information. And if that's on the list, because AI said it's on the list, it's on there for a reason. And so yeah. I'll make sure I go through it and I'm, and I, and I do, and I go through, and I think I'm currently on this one about, about 49 or 50 in today, the one I made today. And, and, it, and like the truth is they are like 30 second videos. They're not hard to make. But they are just, look at the question. All right, what would I answer that question? And, and the way I think about it, I don't know if it's a similar way that you tell me if it is, I look at it and go, if someone was asking me that question, what would I answer? That's all it is. It's not like, can I make this more confusing and like more like informational based? I'm like, Dean has asked me, what is the best place? How would you use LinkedIn as a mortgage broker? I'm like, great. So what you do is you do this, 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 and this. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. That's it. Yeah, it, it is. That's the way I exactly look at it. Rather than making it, as I say, because it's 30 seconds, you could look at a question and go, I can go really in depth to that. To me, the more in depth you go, is yes, there's a lot more knowledge, but probably after a minute, clients going to scroll on anyway. Mortgages are boring. They're not going to sit there and probably want to listen to over two, three minutes worth of content going, okay, if I can try and shorten it down into 30 seconds there's likelihood that they'll watch that 30 seconds. And if they're still feeling that there's something missing, then that's when potentially they'll ask me in the comments or something to elaborate a bit further, which gives me my next bit of content for them. Um, yeah, it's shorter the best for me. <laughs> and where do you upload them then? You say you do, you, you do social media no. like, across the board. Where, what are those places? TikTok, mm -hmm. personal Instagram, business Instagram, personal facebook business facebook that's it nice i like that it's very clear so it's interesting because where i'm doubling up on instagram because of my personal and business the only time that kind of i really do look at the numbers that have gone out is to see how it actually acts between personal and business um and for some reason, Facebook and Instagram, the business side seems to be pushed more than my personal side, which oh, wow. I, know, but I just found that quite interesting that they always seem to get the same video, the same captions. Everything is the same, but that side always seems to generate more kind of numbers for some reason. And I found that interesting. It's like, well, it's the same content, but yeah. the algorithm's kind of pushing it different still. It's very weird. That type of stuff, there's always, when people try and make sense of the algorithms, you're always just going to a losing battle. The best thing with stuff like algorithms is even if you look at Facebook, as in Meta, the company, 
they don't actually know how their <laughs> algorithms work. They don't. They, they, people make me laugh with it because they're an algorithm. So the idea of an algorithm is they learn and then they improve. So yeah. what, what people get this so misunderstood where they're like, well, I figured it out. And it's like, no, you haven't. Like, they don't even know how it works. Like, what they get is like an outdated version of what is currently, but like, it's moving all the time. Yeah. And, um, and, and I remember someone saying to me, which is amazing with algorithms, they said, um, there's a guy called Doc Rock who told me this. And he was like, algorithms are, are computers trying to act like humans. That's all it is. This computer is trying to predict human behavior. He yeah. said, and the mistake that, he, that we all make is that we are humans who try to predict how the algorithm's working. And he was like, and he, and he said, yeah. we just don't look at it that way. He said, their job is just to predict human behavior. So just act like a human and you'll be all right. You'll be all right. But yeah, so as I said, though, as we've spoken about it, is numbers and algorithm don't really bother me. If I get one follower, I'm like, cool. If I get none for a week, I'm like, fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm not bothered by likes, clicks, numbers. That's come out of my mind mentality as well of can I become massive? You know, as you've got some brokers out there that have got 20, 30, 100, 150,000 followers. You know, one day I might get there. But for now, I don't care about those numbers. For me, it's just about putting content out there to differentiate between other local brokers. And it's like an online business card. I love it. I absolutely love it. Teammate, if people want to learn more about you, they want to find, follow you, where's the best place for them to go? Yeah, pretty much either towards my TikTok, Instagram, um, or Facebook account. So they're all pretty much the same, which is Dean Bowden underscore mortgages or at DJB mortgages. Um, when you go on there, there's then links to uh, my website. Um, obviously, it's other brokers there, so you don't need to worry about clicking to book a consultation um, or anything <laughs> along those lines. But there's other links to it, so you can find all of the social media channels there and then the business website as well. Um, but, yeah, that's that's how you can see all of my content that's out there. Amazing. Mate, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Ash.